1: Ah, you damn right. Hope everybody's having a good Thursday. Hope you are keeping it cool out there. We're through the worst of the week in terms of heat. Not that it's getting cold anytime soon. Hope everybody's all right with any of the rain you might have had. Last night, saw some limbs down in this area, uh, over in the Westlake area where the offices are. Hard rain last night for a lot of folks. Maybe you needed some, but maybe you didn't need that much. Hope everybody is all right as we go through some crazy summer weather. It is officially summer now, and we got a lot of things to get into. It's draft night. It's the night of incredible suits and dreams coming true. We will get into all of that. All three Texas teams have a top ten pick tonight, and obviously the Spurs are going to start it off and we've already had a big trade we'll get into all of it it's Chad and Zay on this Thursday I'm Chad Hastings I'm excited about the NBA draft but I'm not as excited as he is because he is Isaiah Collier one of the biggest basketball fans I've ever met what's up Zay Chad what's poppin happy Thursday
0: er body the chronic and tombstone in a week with the NBA draft Woo! I mean, come on! It's a lot of shows it's at tough once. Tough to beat.
1: A lot of shows it's at tough once. Tough to beat. Yeah, it is. That's a lot of over-the-top machismo <laughs> in one week. There's a lot of machismo coming at you if you're going to do all that in a week. So, for you, Zay, where do you rank NBA draft? If you're going to put it in a group with other non-actual sports events like NFL draft and, and other things like that, is it number one for you? Where do you Where do you put it?
0: Uh, right after NFL draft, okay,
1: yeah, I guess lo- where
0: I am. I love the NFL draft. Yeah, like people think that just because I've been around basketball my whole life, like the NFL is right there with me, with basketball. Mm-hmm. So is college football, so is the Texas Longhorns. So I'm very passionate about all of it. Just I come from a basketball family.
1: Right. So. That's the way. That's the way J D. Lewis is too. When I worked with J.D. Lewis, a lot of people just thought, "Oh, well, J.D. just really into basketball. He can only talk basketball." I was like, no, 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 no. He's into basketball. Yeah. He can talk it. But what I learned very quickly is that J.D. loved the NFL. Right. I, then there was the fantasy angle, and he loved college football. And so, yeah, it's uh, kind of a, a similar deal there. But yeah, tonight is tonight's always a fun show because it's a little more it's it's more focused in the NFL draft. Right. To me, It doesn't take near as long. It's a bit of a, you know a much quicker hit. We get the we usually get the crazy cool suits, because this is the best bodies on display, too. Best mannequins, if right, you will. Right, right, right. right? Best mannequins to hang the clothes on. And the designers know it. You can feel that. The designer doesn't look at the, you know, badass offensive tackle and say, oh, well, I gotta put my finest suit on this guy. Well, you can. It's just gonna look different. But these dudes, man, these guys at 6'5 basketball body, 6'8 yeah. basketball body, or in Victor's case. 7'5", crazy basketball body. That's going to take a lot of tailoring. 7'5",
0: and very thin, too.
1: Yeah, 7'5", and not chunky. Yeah, not at (laughs)
0: all. And it's crazy, Chad, that you bring that up because all of those guys, they interviewed them, all the guys who are expected to be drafted tonight, and they went back 20 years ago in the 03 draft where LeBron James wore that all-white, ugly-ass, baggy suit and they're all reflecting on man, these suits were crazy back then. <laughs> LeBron was fly, but it was baggy. They get it was the era, but it's crazy how far we've come from then. Even the '90s and '80s. All I remember Hakeem wearing the bow tie and stuff. Oh like, yeah, I forgot you know about Hakeem's bow tie. Like, like, you know, yeah. Everybody's iconic in different ways, and it'll be fun to see what the guys are rocking tonight. Yeah,
1: man, dudes going like all red suits, all blue suits, oh, purples, sh- and you know, Jalen sh- Rose all red suit, shiny J. Jay- Halen was great. Tacky oh God, as hell. it was just amazing. So lots of loud suits, crazy shoes, crazy stories, but also the human side of it always still comes through for me. The tears that'll be there—tears from the family, tears from the player, tears from an agent. The coach is there, and then certain things will happen. Player will start talking and just stop, get emotional. The because the, the Malika Andrews—if if that's who's doing it tonight. Uh, I'm assuming Malika will be a big part of it tonight, but whoever's asking those questions, if they ask it just right, tell me how your grandmother plays into it. And then it's like they lose it. I just, All I right. love that stuff because it matters so much, not just to the kids' day, but to these families that have, you know, put, have made this dream an idea. And the, I mean, it, it, there's such a low chance that anybody ever gets to do this. Right. And the fact that this, Tonight really is the dream coming true, and you sit at the table, and you hear his name called, and it flips the family out. I love those moments.
0: There's only 450 players in the league. Right. Like, it's so hard to make the NBA. It's damn near impossible. So to get to live out your dream like this, you know, I know there's probably no greater feeling for these guys. And, Mama, look, you're going to have to just realize that John Calipari is going to be there tonight. This is a big reason why my mother cannot stand John Calipari. Is that right? She thinks that he puts on a show for himself. Like, it's all about him when he goes and supports his uh, former players that get drafted. And I'm just like, Mama, you just see him all the time because he always puts guys in the league. That's a part of the recruiting process. But I love that stuff. Like, I love seeing the former coaches there from former trainers, grade school teachers, mom, dad, like you said, grandma, et cetera. Like mm-hmm. I love seeing everybody that was a part of the process and help these guys get to where they want to be and that's the NBA and yeah it's a beautiful thing to see them crying and see how happy they are because it's authentic and yeah it's going to be an exciting night tonight and a lot of things going to change.
1: We got a big trade to talk about before the draft even gets started. We're going to talk about the draft. Also thanks to our man CB for just uh, putting getting it to my attention but also multiple uh, sources now reporting this one Zay you'll love this as a Longhorn football fan. Texas has added Added another name to the 24 class. How about a four-star running back out of Arizona? Christian Clark. Ooh, man. Has committed to Texas. So, uh, we will have even more on that as we move along, but uh, that just coming down literally in the last few minutes.
0: Yeah, and the first thing that stands out to me is another Arizona guy. Mm -hmm. I mean, we know Sark loves going to the West Coast, and they've been plucking a lot of Arizona guys, starting with Bijan Robinson, who stands out a few years ago, but the cornerback Wilson, he's coming from Arizona too. Mm -hmm. So, they love going down there, and there's a lot of talent there, and here's another four-star guy to – Get thrown into a very good running back room.
1: Santana Wilson uh, in the Scottsdale area. Christian Clark is a Phoenix area guy listed here at six foot 200, a four star running back for 2024. So that is the first running back of the class of 2024 for Texas. So now that is one, two, three, six commitments in that 2024. Class. So again, NBA draft coming up tonight. Uh, how about this crazy trade? Three-team deal between Boston, Washington, and Memphis that moves players around. The big stuff: Kristaps Porzingis going to Boston, Tyus Jones ending up in Washington, and Marcus Smart ending up in Memphis. There are picks involved as well and a couple other guys. Those are the big names, Zay. What jumps out to you here about this deal? Do you go right to Kristaps, or is it more about Marcus Smart leaving Boston?
0: Uh, It's more about Przingis going to the Celtics. We saw what Al Horford gave those guys in the playoffs (laughs) this year. It Uh was brutal. I talked about it the whole run. Yeah, you did. Al Horford was a problem. He was. Not the good problem either. He was a liability defensively at times at times he was okay but his ability not to stretch the floor when they needed him that cost them and Christos Porzingis even with his injury prone career is a huge upgrade from Al Horford and I like the move now losing Marcus Smart That is going to be tough because right now you've been hearing rumors about Malcolm Brogdon not being accepted in all these trade talks because they're so worried about his injury history and what he has for the rest of his career, which isn't good because we saw you could say that Malcolm Brogdon not being available cost the Celtics in the postseason. He was the sixth man of the year. They needed that
1: guy. Oh, yeah, when he was in
0: and hitting that three,
1: they were different.
0: They were different. And then he got hurt and – they they were different then uh-huh. in the worst way. So you have to fix one of those problems. And I thought fixing their big men, which getting rid of Al Holford, they might keep him, but now you got Perzinga. So you wouldn't really feel hurt if they got rid of him. And. Dylan Marcus Smart, even though that stings a little bit, I think getting Perzingis is a way better game for Marcus Smart, who's now in his 30s, and he's dealing with injury problems himself. But for the Grizzlies, John Morant out 25 games. Marcus Smart brings a certain toughness and leadership that the Grizzlies haven't had. Dylan Brooks, he was tough, but he was also dumb by talking mess to LeBron James, stuff like that, Mm -hmm. like he was a problem off the court, something that the Grizzlies definitely don't need because we already got our star player having his problems off the court. We don't need anybody to add on to that. Marcus Smart's the type of guy that comes in and says, yo, what the hell are we doing? We got to get it together. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying he's going to punch somebody like Draymond Green to get somebody to lock in and get it together, but he will definitely make his presence known with his voice. He ain't scared of nobody. He ain't scared to tell John Moran, yo, fool, you need to get it together.
1: So you think he can help with the perspective, locker room stuff, yes, off the court stuff, maybe helping helping to straighten him out a little bit? 100%.
0: Because yeah. Tyus Jones, as good as he is, he's not that vocal leader. Like John Moran's going to look at Tyus Jones as, Oh, bro, you're a backup and you came from Duke. Marcus Smart, yeah. you know, that, that brother from Dallas, he's a different breed. He, he, you, you have to respect him. Former defensive player of the year, you have to respect what Marcus Smart brings to the table. And I think that's a type, type of guy that they need for that franchise and that they need for John Morant.
1: Now, Tyus is the guy we talked about that got paid a lot of money to be the backup, right? Yeah. That Memphis valued him that much. Yes. So, how much of a loss is that for you basketball wise going from him to Is is it just a straight switch for you that now Marcus Smart is the guy that's going to be expected to fill that role? Yeah, it's not a loss for
0: me. (laughs) Like it's a game. Marcus Smart is better. Yeah, he's better than Tyus Jones, not by much, but he's better. Okay, stronger, better defender. You know, I. Tyus Jones has his moments of being a really, really good backup point guard, but can he be a starter? Marcus Smart has proven that he can be a starter. So, yeah, I think everybody won in this trade. It's weird, though. The Wizards getting rid of Bradley Beal, Rui Hachimura midseason, and now getting rid of Porzingis. They haven't gotten any first-round draft picks out of that. That's very odd. Hmm. Like You would think they should be able to get more – Trading off Bradley Beal, I mean, they gave up a lot, but there were no first-round picks in those movements. So will that come to haunt them? I don't know, but they're definitely starting from scratch, and they might lose Kyle Kuzma too, who just declined his uh, his opted out, yeah, Mm -hmm. for thirteen million, and now he's looking for thirty million.
1: So uh, for Washington, they get Tyus Jones, they get Danilo Gallinari, they get Mike Muscala, and they get the thirty-fifth pick tonight. There is a first-round pick involved. Tonight's 25th pick now goes to Boston. And then they get a 2024, it might be protected or whatever, but it's a 2024 first-round pick in this deal as well. Uh, But again, the big names, Marcus Smart going to Memphis, Tyus Jones ends up in Washington, and Chris stops Porzingis in Boston. I hadn't realized, Zay, as a Mavs fan, it's one of those things that when somebody leaves your team, it's not that you forget about them, but you're not focused as much. I didn't realize how much he had played this year. For, uh, for Washington, I did not realize how much Porzingis had played. Right. That he able, was able to get, what did I read, 60 games? 60, 62, something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. The numbers were pretty good. It's kind of what the Mavs were looking for, uh, and may, maybe a little more than that. But um, it, it feels like the, the durability issue with him, at least somewhat answered, Last year in Washington, that's what that's what Boston hopes, right? Yeah,
0: but he doesn't put himself out there like he did in those New York and Maverick days. Like I remember with the Knicks, he was throwing his body everywhere, trying to get chased down, blocks and falling hard and stuff. You don't see that Perzingis anymore. He's not the defender that mm, he once okay. was with New York, and he's not that guy that's gonna put the ball on the deck and go get plays for you like you thought he was gonna be when he was. Coming from New York and coming from Europe, but and that's kind of what you fear in Victor Victor Wimbenyama. Like he could have a Porzingis like career due to injury and just not living up to potential because there's a lot of similarities there. Both seven three, both could shoot. You know, both are very skilled and talented. Yeah, Victor Wembanyama might be a little bit more skilled, but not by much. And Porzingis injuries have held him back. A lot. So, yeah, he played a lot of games last year, but he still missed 20-something. Like right, he's yeah. Gonna, he's going to miss some. Right. Like, you know that's going to happen. It's just about him being ready during the postseason. That's the most important thing. And if he could get a rhythm, playing alongside Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, him being a number three option, that's huge because he's always been the guy or the number two guy. He ain't that. He, he he. couldn't play with Luca, which a lot of that's due to coaching and mm-hmm. all that, but you. Anyone should be able to play with Luca. Yeah. And he couldn't do that because there was too much pressure on him to be that number two guy. Now he's the number three with the Celtics. You don't have to worry about that type of pressure, even though they should have pressure to get back to the Eastern Conference Finals. It's a little bit different now.
1: And I think he could thrive playing alongside those really good players. Yeah, it'd be interesting to watch how he fits in now with you think about we haven't really Obviously, we haven't seen that because he's such a unique guy. But we haven't seen that type of weapon, if he's healthy, that type of weapon with Tatum and Brown at the same time. Celtic fans hoping that that's going to yeah. work. Uh, so that's the deal that goes into the draft tonight as we get ready for Wimbenyama to the Spurs and then all the rest.
0: It's tough hating on Al Hofer the way I got to do. But watching the playoffs this past year, it's like, man, Joe Mazzula, get him out the game. Yeah. Just get him out the game. And Robert Williams – He can't give you many minutes. Like, it sucks. I wish he was more durable or more in shape. But when he's in there, he's productive. But you can only play him 25 minutes a game, if that. Mm -hmm. Or he'll just burn out. And, like, once you get in the 30-minute range, he won't give you anything because he's so exhausted. And that's a serious issue. And Al Holford, just at his age, he's had a great career coming out of Florida, the two-time college champ. He's had a great career. To last this long, 15 years plus, you have to be good. But at for what the Celtics want to do and for where they want to go and to build on the hype and the momentum that Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown give you, they need more in their front court from their power forward and centers. And Kristos Porzingis, even though Marcus Smart has been huge for the Cs over the years, Kristos Porzingis
1: is a big-time get. That's a huge deal going into the draft, and obviously we're talking a lot about it today. If you have any thoughts, Specs text line 337-3776. Again, big recruiting news for Texas on the football side. Christian Clark running back out of Arizona added to that 2024 class, and you have more official visits coming in this weekend. Last weekend and this weekend, big visits. Uh, Last weekend, Freddie DuBose and Santana Wilson were a part of that group that comes in. They both end up uh, committing. And then you get the commitment from Christian Clark today. By the way, some Arizona folks are telling me Phoenix and Scottsdale are really very close together. Ah, so. oh. I said that like it was Cleveland and Cincinnati. Apparently, they're a, little, a lot closer together than that. I'm not super familiar with the geography of Arizona, so thank you for that. Uh, one listed as Phoenix, one listed as Scottsdale. Apparently, it's basically the same thing, uh, but. To Zay's point, that Arizona connection, uh, you feel there. And anything where you head west, you're going to feel like you're getting the Steve Sarkeesian benefit there. If there's big talent to be had in Arizona, California, Washington, whatever it's going to be, um, you know, Sark uh, Sark's relationships are going to be able to to help you there. And both of these guys are, uh, you know, and hey, the last three guys, Zay, I see listed here as, you know, four-star athletes. This isn't just going and grabbing a few three-stars just because – These are high-level guys.
0: Absolutely, and it should be a lot easier for Steve Sarkeesian to go to Arizona than it would be to go to a Louisiana because those kids in Louisiana, they grow up loving LSU. There is no, like, loving Arizona Wildcats or loving Arizona State, especially their football program. So you could go and pluck guys over and say, hey, we're the closest state to y'all that's going to the SEC. Mm-hmm. So you can not not necessarily close to home, but it ain't Bama. It ain't Mississippi. And you've seen with guys like Bijan Robinson, who could be one of the best players coming out of Arizona in the last decade. You see that he goes over there and thrives and Sark will take care of you. So these guys coming from Arizona, they have that confidence to come to the ATX and know that they're going to get really good coaching and play for a really great university.
1: That's an interesting point. Yeah, geographically, both Texas and Oklahoma should be using that argument. Yeah. As they get into the SEC and A&M. Should be Absolutely. using that argument. Absolutely. We are the westernmost yeah. teams in a conference that feels very south right. Eastern, But we are on the western side of that. So uh, maybe we can talk. And Christian Clark decides right now he will verbally commit to Texas. That's a big get for Texas in that 24 class. More NBA draft talk coming up. Wimbenyama to the Spurs. Rockets picking fourth. Mavericks picking 10th. And up next, we'll keep it with a Texas vibe as well. Today's Mountain of the Day, we're going to H Town. It's your choice. You want an Oilers Mount Rushmore? Go ahead. You want a Texans Mount Rushmore? Go ahead. Or if you want to do a combo of the two, we are good. Again, no coaches, and we're leaving McNair out of it because he wasn't in Houston long enough. Outside of that, go right ahead, and we will talk Houston Mount Rushmore's coming up. Also at 105, Keenan Womack of OrangeBloods.com to further discuss the draft and get us ready for tonight. Coming up in the crap bag, two stories that should not shock you at all. It's all coming up on The Horn. Chad and say Children be that's what they say when we're together and watch how you play. They don't understand, and so we're running just as fast as we can. Anybody need something from the mall? head on over to the food court pick up a cinnabon check her out Tiffany Tiffany yeah literally I don't know if anybody even does this anymore because there aren't enough malls anymore but the really like you know sort of teenage pop artists used to tour malls you'd go to the big area of a mall they would just rope it off and they'd do concerts. Huh? Tiffany, Debbie Gibson. um, Heck, New Edition did a ton of that. Crisscross Cross did a ton of that when they hit. I can still see all those acts. Like, I'd see UG Little TV spot MTV be covering. They'd be interviewing them. They're in a mall. (laughs) Old ladies walking behind them with shopping bags. (laughs) It's crazy. Uh, Nice cover here for Tiffany, too. That song was big, I think, back in the 50s or 60s maybe. Um, she did a heck of a pop cover of it, and it was huge for a while. Tiffany getting us started today on a Thursday. It's draft day in the NBA. All kinds of dreams coming true there. Real quick, a couple of serious notes, because I just saw a couple things about surgeries for famous people we all know in sports. First off, Deion Sanders is going to have to have surgery. There's been a story going around, Zay, about his foot. The legend of Deion Sanders, if you don't know, Dion has like... One or two toes missing from one foot because of stuff over the years, and if we if you remember Dion's career, it was a severe case of like turf toe and other issues that took him out of the league that that ultimately got him to retire. So Dion's going to have emergency surgery tomorrow for a blood clot in his groin. Jeez, man! Oh my God! So, all the best to Coach Prime and uh, and the Colorado family and the college football family and the football family in general for that. Also, I just saw this. Zay Dick Vital just tweeted out uh, that the doctor uh, about his vocal his vocal cord doctor surgeon, if you will, has informed. Uh, him that the past issues quote past issues on my vocal cords have returned i must have two surgeries this summer first is july 11th need your prayers come on Dickie v man sad that absolutely sucks uh to hear both of those and and also nothing but good thoughts going out to those those folks in the submersible that does not look like it's getting any better the thing at the titanic and all that um they are they're in a bad spot and now they're now they're past the point where they may not it may not be possible that that anybody survived. So they're to that area now. As far as the amount of air and stuff. One of the craziest stories I've ever heard. Yeah, just wild. Uh, So we're hoping everybody is safe and sound today on this Thursday, the uh, 22nd of June. As summer is officially underway, NBA draft is coming tonight, and we are hitting another mountain today. Yesterday we had an interesting uh, discussion about Cowboys quarterbacks on a Mount Rushmore. We decided to go to H-Town today, and the first idea was – Houston, pro football, Mount Rushmore. So if you want to go with a combo, you can do that. We double-checked yesterday. Remember, we're keeping coaches out of it, all players. And let's keep Steve McNair out of this discussion because he he just didn't play in Houston long enough. He, yeah. He'd he be on a Titans list. I also double-checked today, Zay. Javon Kurse, all Titans. Never, yeah. never played in Houston. So... Taking those small rules out, do what you want to do on a combo. Zay, we were talking about this yesterday as we were headed off the air about what it would look like. So for you, was the combo list pretty easy once you got it done? Yeah, yeah, it was pretty easy. So what was your combo?
0: Earl Campbell. Yeah. I mean, come on. Five-time Pro Bowler, three-time All-Pro, MVP, one of the greatest to ever do it. Tyler Rose. I mean, no questions asked. He's number one for me. But, yeah, Mount Rushmore, easy. No doubt. Then, Warren Moon. Okay. Paved the way for so many brothers trying to play quarterback. I mean, a lot of people out there, ignorant folks, thought that, oh, Black quarterbacks makes no sense. They're not intelligent enough. They're not articulate enough to understand the playbook. And War Moon paved the way for so many guys that have won Super Bowls Mm -hmm. and have gotten paid some big-time money today. Nine-time Pro Bowler and Canadian League MVPs and championships. I believe he won
1: five of those in Canada. Four or five, I think. Stupid.
0: Absolutely stupid. So War Moon on there, easy. J.J. Watt. Yep,
1: got to do it. Got to do
0: it. Number 99 was crazy, just athletic. Was it
1: three defensive player of the years in a row that he had? I, Didn't he go like know, back to back to back? That
0: would make sense. I know he has three.
1: I think he did. I think yeah. they were in a row. Yeah,
0: five-time All-Pro, five-time Pro Bowler. And remember that he got booed when he was chosen out of Wisconsin? <laughs> booed. Because, hey, I mean, I get it. Texans fans were probably thinking, whoop. This might be Mario Williams all over again. That's right. Yeah. And it was not. He was, he was what Mario Williams was supposed to be. Yeah. When Mario Williams went number That's one. That's a good way to say that. He was what Mario Williams was supposed to be. So if Texan fans look at it like that, then it might not hurt as much. I know it still hurts. And then, last but not least, Andre Johnson. Okay. I loved Andre Johnson. Yeah. He was so tough. And coming out of the U, you knew he was tough just because you had to be playing on those teams. But, man, it didn't get tougher than when this fool beat the dog crap out of Cortland Finnegan.
1: <laughs> and, That's the day Houston, Texan, Houston fans decided they would love Andre forever. Oh, he
0: might get a statue just for that. If he could get a statue of him socking – Cortland Finnegan, when he was on his knees, oh, they put that up in the heartbeat and go touch it every time they go to that stadium. Yeah, they should game. do that. It's just an iconic moment, but he was so cold, too. Seven-time Pro Bowler, two-time All-Pro. Yeah, it's, I, I thought it was a very easy four for me.
1: Yeah, and you ended up with the same four I did on in terms of the combo. So here's what I did on the separates. Uh, if I was going to go Mount Rushmore of the Texans, I went J.J., D. Hop, Andre Johnson. Oh, D. Hop! Wow. And then I went with uh, with Deshaun Watson. Wow. Yeah. That oh. may, if you're a fan of Houston, again, we need H-Town people to help us out. Oh. I'm, I'm not an H-Town guy. Zay, you have any family in H-Town? You got connections oh yeah. to H-Town? Oh, yeah. Big okay.
0: time. My whole p- my father's side. Right, okay. H-town, so area. you
1: got more connections to H-Town than I do. I got, you know, Houston area. I got some family on the, uh, the, the in-laws side of it. But let me know if I'm way off on that. Um, and then, yeah, because Hopkins, maybe it wasn't as long. Was it enough time? I thought he was the best receiver in the league while he was there. So I was trying to give him a little love there. Maybe there's some linemen to consider. Uh, let us know there. And then for the Oilers, I went Earl, Warren Moon, and then forgive me for being a fan of the line of scrimmage. I went Bruce Matthews. No, and I, you have to put him there. And I threw my man Ray Childress in because I'm an Aggie. I'm sorry. Ray Childress was a badass. <laughs> and somebody already has texted Ray Childress's name. He was so, so good in Houston. This text says Earl, Warren, Mike Munchak, and Bruce Matthews. That's oh. from Billy Joe Jim Bob. That one's not bad. This one says go 34s. Earl, Nolan, Hakeem, throw Vince in as a fourth. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. That's not what we're doing. We always have that one like the idea though uh another texans idea jj andre andre johnson arian foster and D'Amico ryan arian foster was on my texan one that's an now that's a good uh, that's a guy i probably forgot maybe arian foster over deandre hopkins for me maybe we do that That, that'd be a switch
0: arian foster had some years dog yeah he did four-time pro bowler one-time all pro DeAndre Hopkins, five-time Pro Bowler, three-time All-Pro, how many of those were with Houston? I yeah. don't know. I'm pretty sure. I think at least a couple. No, I mean, well, all, I think four of them were. Okay. I just want to – I think only 2020 was a year that he was a Pro Bowler with the Cardinals. But the, yeah, yeah, right. So I –
1: So he did most of that work with them –
0: And some pretty bad quarterbacks.
1: And, right, that's the other reason I was trying to give him some love because you'd even noticed Hopkins with those guys throwing him the ball because you noticed there wasn't a quarterback on my Mount Rushmore or yours, and we still haven't gotten one for the Texan side of it. The Warren Moon, I think, is easy. I totally agree with what you said about Warren. This one says Warren, Earl, Bruce Matthews, J.J. Watt. That's a good combo right there. Yeah. That might be the way to go. If you're going to go a total combo, if you go – because it feels like if you want to say Earl, JJ, and even Warren Moon feels automatic, and that last spot is up for grabs, man, Bruce Matthews was a dog Yo, for them.
0: Yo, his durability was crazy. Oh, dude. He played like 18 years. Yeah,
1: at that position. At
0: that position. 14 Pro Bowl, seven time All Pro. Like Bruce yeah, Matthews. I think, yeah. He should be on the Oilers one. Maybe not overall Texas or Houston, you know, football team, but. Oh, man. It's hard to deny that production.
1: Yeah, I would agree. If you want to go, like, on the combo, the Earl J.J. J. Warren and him, that makes sense. I'd take Andre Johnson off for him. There aren't many I would, but I think I might do that. Let us know what you think. Somebody said Hoppin' Watson over Arian Foster. I know. See, that felt weird as I said it. Arian Foster might be the guy to throw in. And maybe, like, Texans fans, let me know. I know what's happened with Deshaun Watson now, but was he good enough while he was there? Did he show us enough... To where we put him on Mount Rushmore, or am I just – am I overcooking that?
0: He was a three-time pro bowler, never an all-pro. That's it. Okay.
1: All right. So maybe – yeah, maybe that's – that might be uh, up for grabs. But he's
0: only played five seasons, you know, total, and that's four in Houston. Right. Okay. And yeah. his rookie year was the only year he didn't make the
1: Pro Bowl. Yeah, maybe not enough there. Let us know what you think. Oilers Mount Rushmore, Texans Mount Rushmore, or if you want to do a combo, you can do that. No coaches, no McNair playing another mountain game as we get ready for a football season. We're only 80 days away from the first NFL Sunday. And if you're a fan of the uh, of college football that's hitting on September 2nd, we're only 72 days away from that. I'll never forget Titans, Texans. Arian Foster caught
0: the ball on the sideline, and he hit Longhorn great, Bowie alum great, Michael Griffin with one of the nastiest jukes and made a house call, Mm. and Griff could do nothing about it. And I was like, damn, man, that's going to be on Arian Foster's highlights for the rest (laughs) of his career. (laughs) And sure enough, if you type in Arian Foster highlights, that one will come up. Because man, he made a lot of teams look stupid. and he didn't even look that fast at times. No. like it, sometimes it looked like he was just jogging around, just making guys miss and then his breakaway speed he'd be like, oh, there it is. Yeah. but yeah, he, he is very underrated.
1: You could could absolutely use him as your workhorse, man. He was was so, so good. That's a great call. Arian Foster needs to be considered. Somebody says, you cannot take Andre Johnson off that list. Lots of Texans fans loving on Andre Johnson. I totally get that. Let us know what you think uh, about that discussion. Coming up at 105, we'll get back into an NBA draft discussion with Keenan Womack of Orangebloods.com. Victor Wimbenyama officially goes black and silver tonight. What happens after that? Where does Keenan think Scoot Henderson is going to be? Is he right away at number two? Is he at number three? And it's Brandon Miller that's going to go second to Charlotte. We'll get his thoughts there. What are the Rockets going to end up with? What are the Mavs going to end up with at 10? And where will the twins end up? Crazy to consider that a set of twins are going to get drafted probably in the top 10, not just drafted together in a first round, but Amon Thompson uh, Amen Thompson and Assur Thompson. Do I have that right, Zay? I want to say it's Assur. Assur Thompson and Amen Thompson. Yes? Amen. Amen. Yeah. Amen, Assur. Uh, did you hear what their middle name is? No. They each have the same middle name and it's excellence, but it's spelled with four letters. Seriously, it's like X-C-L-C or something weird like that. Both of their middle names are excellence. Wow. <laughs> that is what the parents decided to do with the twins. We'll talk to Keenan about all of that. Up next in the crap bag, two stories that should not shock you at all. A couple of goat candidates in their worlds being who they are. This is The Horn. Chad and Z. Well, now we're talking. When it comes to songs that make me think of the video, this may be in the Mount Rushmore discussion. Anybody remember this one? Paula Abdul and Cold Hearted Snake. Just the
0: one where all the men were like touching her and stuff?
1: Absolutely. Yeah, like their dance all over
0: stuff like that. The
1: dance recital video? Yeah. Yes, they go in not dance recital, dance like it's like she was they were auditioning for a dance company or practicing. But there was a table of like supposed judges or something. Yeah, well she's known for a choreography, so it kinda had that feel. Yeah. Like behind the scenes. Sexy as hell. So sexy. MTV made a couple different versions of it. Wouldn't show the extended video at certain times. They would only show it like after 9 o'clock. Well done, Paula. Shout out to you. We just had a birthday for Paula. She's up over 60. Still beautiful. That's right. Paula Abdul and Tiffany getting us started. Definitely an 80s vibe to the show so far. Speaking of music, later on at 2.05, we'll talk about The Chronic which was released in late 92. And we will talk about Tombstone, which was released in late 93, basically a year apart for the release dates. And so uh, we warn you now, it will get very machismo and it will get pretty over the top when we get to 205. Zay had never seen Tombstone I had never heard the chronic all the way through, and each of us are now trying to key ourselves back down to normal testosterone levels uh, to get ready to discuss that. We'll get into that at 2.05. Keenan Womack of Orange Bloods at one o five. Looking forward to the NBA draft, and if you are a Longhorn football fan, more good news for you today. Christian Clark is his name, running back out of Arizona, four-star running back has verbally committed to Texas. He's the sixth guy in that 24 class. All right, let's get into the crap bag here. A couple of GOAT candidates just doing what they do. Here we go. Chad's Crap Bag.
0: Crap bag. If you need an easy way to remember it, just think of a bag of crap.
1: Brought to you by AV Consultations, 255-8678, or go to avconsultations.com. The first GOAT candidate is my girl, Martina Navratilova, one of my favorite athletes of all time. I told you that both forms of cancer were in trouble this week. Martina has let us know that she is cancer-free, throat and breast cancer. It is the second time she's beaten breast cancer. It is the first time she's beaten throat cancer. Martina is 66, and she's kicking cancer's ass. Good for her. Love her. Time. Love her to death. One of my favorite athletes, so important in the world of tennis, uh, but also I think athletes in general, man. She was a badass back in the 80s, still is. So great to hear that she is cancer-free. Uh, wish her nothing but the best. The other GOAT candidate is really a GOAT candidate group of people. So every year in Omaha, there's a famous pizza place that does a contest, and they put it up on a board. It's a place called Rocco's Pizza. They have a jello shot contest every every year. They sell jello shots for 5 bucks a piece. And the idea is they is they challenge the eight fan bases that come to town who can drink the most jello shots. Who buys the most jello shots, right? So, let's give a shout out to Virginia Hey, they showed up, and they killed 716 of these Jello shots.
0: Dang, even going two in barbecue? All right,
1: right, two even going two in barbecue. Impressive. Exactly. Let's give them the credit. Yeah. Stanford's the other team that went two in barbecue, 778. Still a pretty good number. But again, when you're two in queue, we can't expect you to hang around yeah. and have, you know, too much of it. Uh, Florida and Tennessee both brought an SEC vibe, over 2,100 for Tennessee, over 2,200 for those Florida Gators. And then Zay, you got to be careful about those religious oriented schools. Sometimes those religious kids, they're drinking more than you think. TCU and Oral Roberts, over 3100 for Oral Roberts and over 3900 for the kids from TCU. Oh yeah. Rolling those jello shots. But that's not the top. Wake Forest showed up. They're still there. 7,215 jello shots for Wake Forest. Oh, they're excited. They're the favorites, even but though they lost last They night. are the favorites. They're still the favorites to win, even though LSU beat them on the field. But, kids, if there's one lesson you need to learn, Longhorn fans, Oklahoma fans, please listen to me as you're headed to the SEC in 2024. Don't ever try to out-drink the LSU Tigers. And their fans. Zay, I told you Wake Forest down 7,215. Take a guess on LSU. Uh, Around (laughs) 12,000. 26,517. 26,000. Second place is 7,200. Yeah, that sounds like alcohol poisoning. Oh, my Lord. Uh, It is a fun time. I invite you to please go to Baton Rouge, but remember to pace yourself. I got offered a beer at like 8.15 in the morning. Damn. I saw a jar that had moonshine in it at like 7.45, and they said, no, that's for later. That's for later. I had fruit that was soaked in moonshine. I got past a bottle of moonshine. I got past a bottle of cough syrup that didn't have cough syrup in it during the game. What? LSU folks drink a lot. Don't try they to They were out- passing around lean and stuff? Um, I, I'm not exactly sure if that's what it was. Let me just say it warmed me up on a rainy day. All right? It warmed me up on a rainy day. I did not hear DJ screw afterwards, so I'm not sure.
0: Oh, they had Chad drinking lean at Dev Valley. That's
1: amazing. They are hardcore. <laughs> I walked over, I walked through towards a tailgate, and this old lady just stared me down. She's probably 70, 75 years old, just stares me down, and said, I only got one question for you, Aggie. And I said, What? She said, Do you need a beer? <laughs> and I said, Sure. <laughs> and then she's the one that said, If we don't beat you, we'll feed you. That's their motto. But man, do they drink. And there is the tote board to prove it 26,000 jello shots. That's wild, man. You're talking about wanting to put it out of reach. Easy, Tigers. Easy now. That's wild. They're crazy, man. It, it is some, it, In terms of the combo of the game experience and the tailgating, I'm not sure if I'll ever experience anything that tops the Baton Rouge combo because they are so serious about all of it, man. The, the serious level of the drinking plus the eating plus the game, the atmosphere, Tiger Stadium, it's just this wonderfully organic monster of college football. So as long as you don't hate, hate them, like I guess Bama fans would tell you not to go. Everybody else needs to go. It is quite a show. Congrats to the LSU fans. If you missed it last night, congrats to the LSU baseball team. They give us a game tonight. They beat Wake five to two, Cade Beloso with a monster three run homer in the third, and it held up. So now LSU forces the game tonight, 6 o'clock ESPN2. The Florida Gators get the rest. They finished off TCU 3-2, to so TCU heads home. Florida advances to the Saturday championship game, game one, and now Florida just sits back and hopes that Wake and LSU go 19 innings tonight and use every pitcher they've got.
0: So, Chad, speaking of LSU, according Mm -hmm. to On3Sports, LSU football and basketball teams have been placed on a three-year probation by the NCAA as a result of the FBI's investigation into Will Wade and the Tigers. Will Wade has been given a two-year show calls order until 2015 and a 10-game suspension. 2025. 2025, 2025, excuse me. LSU football and men's basketball have also been placed on probation for three years. Both the football and men's basketball program, previously self-imposed penalties.
1: Mm. So, two things stand out to me there. Will Wade's still at LSU.
0: No, I think he's gone. Oh, he finally gone? Yeah, he's gone. He's finally gone? Yeah, okay. I don't know where he went, but okay. he's somewhere where he's coaching. That's why he's getting that 10-game suspension.
1: I got you. Oh, okay, okay. So, 10-game suspension and a show cause. Yes? Yeah. But, ultimately... I'm not hearing the school being punished a ton. Nope. You said probation, right? Probation. I don't
0: know what that means. If they're taking scholarships away. Okay. I don't know. Guys may not get in IL things. I don't know what that means.
1: I missed it when you said postseason ban. How long's the postseason ban for there each ain't one? ain't none. Oh, no postseason no. ban? Somewhere, Old Miss Girl and that Oxford crew are throwing objects because now LSU has gotten away with stuff that old Miss could not get away with.
0: Yeah. McNeese State Coach is where Will Wade is
1: at now. McNeese That's yeah. what it was. But he survived way too long after that. Oh. Remember man. how long he hung
0: on? Yo, he was oh. calling people on burner phones, all types of stuff.
1: He Mc- was wilding. That is crazy. All right. There's a breaking story for you. A little LSU, supposed punishment, more NCAA hypocrisy for you there. All right, coming up, Keenan Womack, OrangeBloods.com, his thoughts on the draft. We know it's Wimbenyama to the Spurs. We'll get his thoughts on that. What does he think of this big three-team deal and Porzingis going to the Celtics? And then what does he think the rest of the draft looks like tonight once we get to picks two and three? Is it Scoot and then Brandon? Is it Brandon and then Scoot? We will find out what Keenan is thinking. Stay with us. It's the Horn.